When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand-new racing app for same-race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. All right, now we're going to tack back and talk some more cricket because Baz, the boss, McCullum, and his English test side got the job done overnight, winning the first test at Lords over our Black Caps. Top order failing. Tough old slog, but they are right in it to the end were the Black Caps. And now we're going to react. We're going to head over to the UK and we're going to talk to Stefan Schmalt. He's joined us. That's, so that's how it all transpired on SCNZ. A funny old test match that starts Baz time in charge of the English test team with a gutsy win off the back of some more Joe Root service. Stefan Schmalt is the chief cricket writer for the BBC and he's been good enough to join us after his kids have left them alone. We appreciate you coming on the show, mate, and, and just uh, breaking down the first test match, mate. Morning. Stefan, hello. Morning, morning. How are you, mate? Thank you so much for finding time. I know you're a busy man, so we'll rip straight into it. How would you sum up Test 1 in its, in its entirety? Ah, oh, what an amazing game of Test cricket it was. So many ups mm. and downs. Both teams thinking that maybe they should have won it, and then at other times they were thinking they were really under the pump. Mm. Um, and if that is the way that it is going to be for England under your mate Brendan McCullum, then we are in a real, uh, we are we are in for a real ride over the next few years. You know, when, when Brendan arrived ooh, about a week ago, he was telling us that he wanted England to play positive cricket and to always take the aggressive option. And that is certainly what they did over the past four days. There was some interesting strokes from the batsman. I don't know if that was Brendan's influence, but actually I think there in was. reality that is just the way that... that but, it, it, you know, <laughs> the, the way that England have been batting over the past couple of years as well. It was hard mm. to take too much from, from the match. Um, England relied on a, on a couple of big names, um, Joe Root and Ben Stokes and James Anderson and Stuart Broad. That's been the story for the past well, decade really, let alone the past 18 months. So that is a, a real job for Brendan to wean England off the reliance on those big names. And as for New Zealand, they gave a really, really good account of themselves considering they had such little preparation. They're in transition when you think that Ross Taylor and BJ Watlin have retired from the team that will crown World Test Champions. I've got no doubt that there will be a, a much stiffer test for England um, at Trent Bridge on Friday. Hey mate, uh, the UK pundits are they are they relatively happy? We're in a short like uh, time, and and with Bears being involved, and you just touched on it, you've seen little glimpses of what he's trying to instill in the English side. But uh, you know, the, uh, the English media and and the pundits are they relatively happy with what's transpired already? 
Oh, listen, I'm not just saying this because I know this is his old show and that he might be listening, but <laughs> Brendan McCullum has made the England test team trendy again. And that's not just with the excitement that he's brought to um, a team that it was, you know, it's been hard work watching England for the past 18 months. But, you know, I think he's the only England coach that's ever turned up at Lords wearing rolled up jeans and no socks revealing his ankles. Oh, um, wow. This is a man who's going to have a, <laughs> he is going to have a very different approach um, to coaching the England team. But absolutely, mm. people are really excited about what England might look like under Brendan McCullum. I think there's um, an acceptance that there is a slight element of risk about it. Brendan had not coached a first-class team before he took over England. But there is also um, that knowledge that Brendan had influenced the last great revolution in English cricket, that change from the 2015 World Cup when England were hopeless Four years later, they were champions. He inadvertently had such an influence on the England team through his great mate, Owen Morgan. Mm. And the hope is that he can do the same again with the Test team. Yeah, that's that's really good insight there. What is what is the public... Uh, I know that the tickets didn't sell too well at Lords. What is the public reaction over there at the moment? And, and what are you expecting in the second test? Are you expecting a full house? Yeah, Trent Bridge say that that is sold out for the first three days. I think there was a, a, a few factors going into why Lords wasn't sold out. And actually, when you looked around the ground over the first three days, there probably weren't as many empty seats as we were anticipating. But the pricing was astronomical. There is um, so many different pressures on household incomes at the moment. You guys will have seen all the Jubilee celebrations that have been keeping people distracted over the past few days here as well. So I don't think um, the ticket sales were, were any reflection on on the new leadership. They might have been um, saying something about England's results over the past 18 months because it has been hard work and at times pretty depressing watching them play cricket. They have not played good test match cricket. Now, did they play good test match cricket at Lords this week? I think that is debatable, but it was exciting and it was the sort of stuff that you don't want to take your eyes off. And if that is going to be the case um, over the rest of this summer and for the next couple of years, well, maybe they will sell out every ground um, where they play. Um, as for the upcoming test match at Trembridge, like I said, that is sold out for the first three days. And I would expect New Zealand to be better for the gallop that they've had at Lords. They had no right to push England as close as they did. They were 45 for seven on the first day, they were rusty. They had Trent Bolt, their opening bowler. He was still in India last week playing in the mm. IPL final. Um, you know, Kane Williamson had gone back to New Zealand for the birth of his child and arrived in England. All these guys um, just feeling their way into Test cricket. And you could see how they were improving as the match went on. And the worry for England is that New Zealand are going to be much better come Friday at Trent Bridge. And so how are England going to find the improvement to beat the team that is, let's not forget, the World Test Champions? Yeah, we're, we're hoping for some improvement. And there's been big debates post uh, that that first Test match about changes. Colin de Gromholm's out, so we're expecting uh, maybe if Henry Nichols is available. But what are you, some of the changes for the Black Caps and the top order? Should we be worried? They, they haven't kind of fired for the last probably three series. And they are big names. You've got Devin Conway, Kevin William, uh, Kane Williamson, uh, Tom Latham. You know, like, are you expecting changes and uh, a big fight back from that top order? 
Well, I think it's right to be concerned because none mm. of the New Zealand top four went past 15 in either innings of the match. But that was a pattern that you saw from both teams. It looked like a, a particularly difficult wicket to get in mm. on and to face the new ball. But once the ball got softer, run scoring became easier. We saw that from Daryl Mitchell and Tom Blundell and Joe Root and Ben Stokes and Ben Folkes. I, I don't know if we can read too much into the batting from either side. Yeah. Um, just because of the conditions, I would expect both teams to look fairly similar. But like you say, New Zealand may well have to find a replacement for Colin de Grandhomme, and maybe that will be Henry Nichols. The really interesting thing from my point of view um, in the New Zealand team was the way Ajaz Patel was used mm. and how Kane Williamson just didn't seem to trust him. And now this was a guy who took 10 wickets in his last test match. But let's not forget that the captain at that occasion um, was Tom Latham. And maybe mm. does Tom Latham have more faith in the spin bowlers than Kane Williamson does? Ajaz Patel, bowled, uh, he didn't bowl in the first innings. He wasn't really required because England were bowled out so cheaply. But in the second innings, Ben Stokes got after him. He hit three massive sixes over mid-wicket into the grandstand. And from that point on, Kane Williamson just did not trust Ajaz Patel with the ball, even though Colin de Grandholm was out of the attack. And you could see that New Zealand's three frontline seamers of Southey, Bolt and Jameson last night were really tiring. And that allowed Joe Root to accelerate the scoring and get England so much close to their victory target by Sunday morning. And then this morning when the New Zealand seamers, they weren't really at the races, despite some heavy cloud cover and what you'd expect some real encouragement, still Williamson wouldn't go to Ajaz Patel. So mm. you wonder if um, the Kiwis will revert to type at Trent Bridge and we might see, say, Neil Wagner coming in for, for, for Patel and, and yeah. a four-pronged seam attack. So what does Trent Bridge pitch play, play like? Is it best for the batters or the bowlers? And what's the weather forecast uh, come Friday? Now listen, in England, it's okay looking at a weather forecast <laughs> until on you know Friday, but there is absolutely no guarantee that is going to be the same in uh, what it's going to be five days time. <laughs> um, Trent Bridge, it, the ball swings there. It is a place where James Anderson has had some of his um, most successful uh, times as an England cricketer. It's because it's quite small actually, and there is a theory that the stands being so close. Um, to the middle, does something with the atmospherics, um, which makes the ball swing. It is also the ground where Stuart Broad took 8 for 15 in an Ashes test um, a few years ago. So England's bowlers see it as a pretty happy hunting ground. There will be something in it for the seam bowlers at Trent Bridge. It could be another time um, when runs are at a premium. But also Joe Root, he got a fantastic century against India there 12 months ago. It'll be similar to Lords. Batters mm. have got to get in. They've got to get past the new ball. But if they do, and when the ball goes soft and it stops moving around, they will get value for their shots. Mate, you touched on him. Joe Root, the importance of him. I touched on uh, last week about he's taken the uh, captain's armband off. He's given that to Ben Stokes. But it wasn't a case of underperforming for Joe Root. He's always been scoring runs, and he's just got to 10,000 runs for the English side, mate. For you, how impo the importance of Joe Root, and is this his chance to really keep building on his legacy he's, he's already created at the moment? It's a really good point that Joe Root was still able to become the best batter in the world, mm. even though the England team were crumbling around him over the past 18 months. Normally, when you see a captain coming to the end of his reign and his team struggling, 
the batting falls off a cliff. That has not been the case with Joe Root. And how he's done it, I really don't know. What I can say is it's been an absolute pleasure to be able to watch him bat over the past year and a bit. I think it's been nine centuries since the start of last year, where he's really just taken his game to another level. And even Kane Williamson today in his press conference after the match said, you know, he was asked about the big four and Kane just said, look, it's not the big four anymore. Joe Root has left us all behind. (laughs) Um, He is undoubtedly on his way to break every run scoring record in English cricket. He might be the only person left in test cricket when you think the way the game is going and so much more white ball uh, cricket being played. He might be the only person left who could have a tilt at Sachin Tendulkar's record of nearly 16,000 test runs. I mean, he's got to play a lot more test cricket to do that, another 60 or 70 tests. But he's only 31. He scored, I think, the best part of 2,000 runs in the past 18 months alone. If he keeps on at that rate, who knows? But what I do know is we are in the presence of possibly England's greatest ever test batter in the form of his life. Yeah. And it is such a pleasure to watch him play at the moment. Yeah, what a statement. What a statement from Stefan Shamal out of the Chief Cricket Writer for the BBC, mate. We really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, Bears, he's got off to the ideal start. But hey, from a Kiwi point of view, that's enough. That's enough. <laughs> Okay. Thanks for having, Thanks for having no, me. Speak to you soon. No more. No more, Stefan. Tell them no more. Okay. Take care, mate. Thank you very much. I'll have, I'll have a word. I'll have a word. <laughs> Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.